Episode 73, The Self-Published Show, Part 2. Well, today is Part 2 on self-publishing, and it is all about Amazon.com, and you are listening to Episode number 73 of Mike Murphy Unplugged. Learn, create, move forward. I'm your host, Mike Murphy. I'm a one-man band. I'm a technology junkie. I love helping people figure things out, and I am really excited to be here with you today. The goal of Mike Murphy Unplugged, it's to help you learn what you need to know in order to create online content so you can move forward in business and in life. Today's episode number 73 is a continuation of last week's self-publishing episode. The goal of this series on self-publishing is to simplify the process of writing and self-publishing a book online. In case you missed episode 72 last week, I shared some writing and editing tools and resources that I use or I think that you might find helpful for writing, whether it be for a book or for writing blog posts, medium articles, etc. Today is part two and we look at Amazon.com, which is not the only game in town, but that is where I plan on focusing my efforts and it is one of the most popular platforms for self-publishers. In a future episode on self-publishing, I'm going to talk about selling and distribution, but just to put it in context and give you some idea of some of the other digital booksellers out there so we all know what we're talking about, there's Apple iBookstore, which I'm sure you've heard of. There's Kobo Digital Life, which is very popular. Barnes & Noble, we all know them as the retail store generally. There's Blurb, and there's also Google Play. These are just to name a few. These are all competitors to Amazon, just so you can kind of keep it in, in context here. In the podcast world, most people think of iTunes, but there are other directories like Stitcher and Spreaker and Google Play and now Spotify, but most podcasters tend to start with submitting to iTunes and then you can distribute to the other platforms as needed. Well, many self-publishers of books start with Amazon, which is my plan. So let's just scratch the surface and take a look at what Amazon has to offer. So Amazon, there are three components that I'm going to introduce you to today that relate to self-publishing, and they are number one, Kindle Direct Publishing, number two, Create Space, and number three, ACX, okay? I'm gonna go through all of these. So in case you're wondering what the heck these are, don't worry, I'm gonna break them all down. Let's start with number one, Kindle Direct Publishing. This is also known as KDP. So this is gonna be step number one for you to get your self-published book on Amazon. It also has a giant library of resources if you just wanna learn more about the self-publishing process on Amazon. So KDP, it's the ebook publishing side of Amazon. It launched in 2007 and it is how you get your book to show up in the Kindle store. So the service is completely free. Amazon takes a 30% commission of all sales. While this might seem steep at first, just stop and think of what is possible today. You can write a book, upload it to Amazon for free. It'll show up in the Kindle store around the world along best-selling authors. And every time someone buys a copy of your book, Amazon deposits 70% of the sale to your bank account. Not bad. So the Kindle store, for those of you who don't know, you can purchase books from the Kindle store on any Kindle or Amazon Fire device or through Amazon.com in the web browser. You still can't access the Kindle store on your iPhone or your iPad because it's a competitor to Apple, but you can use the Kindle app and read any Kindle edition book that you bought other places, such as on Amazon.com. I do this all the time. So step number one is to create an account and profile on Kindle Direct Publishing, or KDP, using your Amazon login. I suggest you do this step as soon as you make the decision to write a book and just start exploring and learning about the process. There is a bunch of information to set up your profile. You're gonna have to verify the rights of naming your book. 
If your book title is copyrighted, you will have to choose another name. So if you have a title you've been thinking of, add it there, secure the rights rather than wait till you're done writing the book, only to find out that you can't use the title that you wanted. You can always change this at a later date. But I added as much information as I could, including my tax information and bank accounts so that I can get paid when my bestseller hits the Kindle store. Once you create your KDP account, you verify the rights. Your book will be in your bookshelf, which will be your own self-publishing hub for all future books. Pretty cool. Now, there will be a lot of things that you don't need to populate at first, like your book cover image, descriptions, etc. But get the ball rolling. It feels pretty good to know that you're on your way to publishing a book. The whole process for KDP took me less than a half hour, and it's just a very helpful resource to know exists. So Amazon component number one is Kindle Direct Publishing for uploading the digital version of your book to Amazon to be sold in the Kindle store alongside of 5 million other books. So the second component of Amazon.com that I wanted to talk to you about today, and this is pretty brief, but the second component is CreateSpace, createspace.com. It is owned and operated by Amazon. All it is is on-demand printing of your Amazon books. So once your book is written, and upload it to the Kindle store, you can then submit it to CreateSpace. So anyone who orders a physical copy of your book, CreateSpace will print it on demand for you. So just like KDP, CreateSpace is totally free. There is a fee plus commission for each book that they print. The price depends on the size of your book, the number of pages. There is a calculator that you can kind of determine how much profit you're gonna make, but you can expect to pay somewhere around 40% of the retail price. It is much better than having to pay a printer to produce a garage full of books that you may or may not sell. Pretty cool service though, and it really makes it possible for anyone to sell physical books. They also make CDs for musicians and DVDs for filmmakers, but I'm guessing the demand for those are dwindling with streaming media being so prevalent. So that is CreateSpace, number two. And the third component that I wanna talk about today is ACX, okay, ACX. It stands for Audiobook Creation Exchange, ACX. This service is also owned by Amazon. It enables you to turn your digital book into an audiobook. You must submit your digital book through step one, the KDP or Kindle Direct Publishing, before you can convert your book to an audiobook, okay? So you can't just do the ACX on its own. It must be in the Kindle store first. Once your audiobook has been created, it will be sold on Amazon in iTunes, and it will be done through Audible, which has been a leader in audiobooks, and Amazon now owns Audible. So you will be paid in royalties, similar to a musician model, on a monthly basis based on downloads. ACX is a pretty unique service, and you might hear more about this in a future episode of this podcast, as many podcasters can benefit from ACX. And I have a few ideas for how I might use it to generate income and create content. ACX can be a great side hustle for podcasters and content creators, and I am starting to think of ways to take advantage of it. So the way it works is that people who want their digital books converted to audio form, you can either do it yourself, you can pay a freelance voice actor on Fiverr or Upwork or something like that, or you can submit it to ACX and you can hold auditions. That's right, you can submit your book project, you can set parameters that you want, such as I want a male Australian voice that sounds like they're in their 50s or whatever style you think is gonna best narrate your book. You put those parameters down. So why is ACX good for podcasters? Well, for one big thing, that we have the recording equipment to get the job done. 
So once you create your profile, you can actually browse the open jobs and audition to read other people's books if you fit the description that they're looking for. Your voice is your resume, basically. And if you have a podcast, you can absolutely submit that as your body of work. So those needing a voiceover for their work can listen to you and determine whether or not that you would be a good fit for their audiobook. It's pretty cool, really. And just as an FYI, the audio requirements are fairly strict on ACX. So quality does matter. You need to comply with loudness standards and you probably need to know how to use noise removal and compression and just make your audio sound good. Voiceover artists, it's not an easy gig. They know quite a bit about technique and audio quality and ACX is no different. So if your recording is not good quality, it probably will get rejected. But you also do not need to be in a pro sound booth. However, I don't think that my beach cast recordings would make the cut. That's all I'm saying. So you might be wondering, how much do narrators or voiceovers get paid on ACX if you were to be accepted at your audition? Well, you can either get paid per project. If you think the book might be a big seller, you can take a chance and opt to share 50% of their royalties. Or the third option is to do a combination of the two, where you get paid less upfront, but you do still get a royalty share. You can set your price, but most jobs, they say, average about $225 per finished hour. Meaning, if the book was two hours long, you would get $450, regardless of how long it actually took you to record the audiobook. In case you were wondering, this came from the ACX website. One hour of audio is approximately 9,300 words and takes most narrators 6.2 hours on average to finalize one hour of audio when all is said and done. So because I'm a bit of a nerd and because Scrivener makes it so easy, I actually use the words to gauge the length of my podcast while I'm writing the script. I know that 2,500 words is going to produce 15 to 17 minutes of podcast audio. So If I was to go by the ACX standards of one hour, it would take me four episodes or approximately 10,000 words that would produce one finished hour for an audiobook. And I would get approximately $225 for that one hour of recorded audio. If you want to take a chance and go for the royalty share, you will get paid for the lifetime of that book. But if it doesn't sell any copies, you are going to get nothing. They say that most narrators choose the finished hour option. So if you are a podcaster or you're an audio person and you want to earn some side revenue or even be your full-time gig, ACX may be a good fit for you. It costs nothing to join or audition for jobs and you never know, your voice may be just what someone is looking for. The other thing to consider and something that I am very seriously considering is think of all your podcast episodes or your blog posts or your interviews or any of the content you're making. Can you combine them into a mini series of audiobooks? So by design, my podcast is evergreen, meaning that the content does not expire. I do this on purpose as I have always planned of converting my scripts into books. So my book that I'm writing is going to contain a lot of information that I've talked about already in my podcast, but I could turn any of them into audiobooks. For example, I have a series on mobile podcasting and this series on self-publishing. Maybe you did a great interview with someone or a few people in your niche that would make an interesting audiobook for someone to listen to while they're traveling or in their car or commuting. You can get creative with it, and I'm willing to bet that you have content that can be made into an audiobook. Maybe you are a blogger or you write long-form articles or how-tos on Medium. You may be able to convert them into audiobooks for download on Audible. There is not a minimum or maximum for audiobooks length. 
just averages, and the price of one hour or less audiobook on Audible is currently about $7. Now, you might not get rich, but it's a cool way to repurpose, and your street cred goes way up. You are a published author, not really any different than a Kindle book. I think we live in a pretty exciting time. Just 10 years ago, this was barely a possibility. Now, you just have to put in the work, and anything is possible. I like it. So I think this is a good place to wrap up part two today of self-publishing. So what do you think about the whole thing? Have I got you thinking about self-publishing a book or maybe auditioning for some audiobook readings or maybe creating your own audiobook? I hope so, or at least to have you look at your content with repurposing in mind and to realize that what you are creating has value. Now, for the self-publishing recap or overview, let's go back to episode number 72 last week. You now have tools like Scrivener, Ulysses, and Bare note-taking apps to help you write and organize a book. Okay, so we have the written part down. Then we have Grammarly and Hemingway Editor to spell and style check your grammar to put some polish on your writing. Then from today's episode, number 73, you're going to create an account or profile on Amazon's KDP or Kindle Direct Publishing and add your title, your tax information, your bank information so you can get approved to submit your book. Once your book is uploaded to KDP, you're then going to go through createspace.com and prepare your book so it can be printed on demand. And the last step, if you're interested, is going to be to sign up for ACX or Audio Creation Exchange and either record your manuscript yourself or hire someone to read it, or submit it for auditions on ACX so your book can be made into audiobook form. Okay, do we have it? Are we excited? I know I am. I can tell you that when I first started digging around the self-publishing, it all seemed a bit overwhelming with information. Everybody has their own things that they use, but the more I'm sorting it out, the clearer it has become. And hopefully it is for you too, as that is the goal of this series to simplify the entire self-publishing process for both me and for you. And I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to listen to this podcast. And for that, I thank you. If you have not already done so, please go to mikemurphy.co forward slash newsletter. Sign up for my mailing list. It would mean a lot to me. And I think you're going to enjoy the newsletter that comes out every Friday morning. And I thank you for joining me today. I hope you join my one-man band. And together... We can learn, create, and move forward. Cheers.